There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Murder. One mistake can sometimes erase decades of good. On February 5th, 2007, a woman made a decision that, many think, would have cost another person their life had they not acted quickly. A woman who, despite all of her accomplishments, will forever be known as the jilted lover who attacked her boyfriend's new girlfriend. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Before she became a household name for all the wrong reasons, Lisa Marie Caputo was born in Washington, D.C. on May 10, 1963, to a computer consultant and a biological specialist. Growing up in Rockville, Maryland, Lisa's life was forever changed when she watched as the history-making Apollo 11 moon mission took place. And from then on out, she had big dreams of entering the space program. Carefully watching anything related to the space shuttle program, especially when they introduced female astronauts in 1978, Lisa made frequent trips to the National Air and Space Museum, and in January of her junior year in high school, she announced her intentions of becoming an astronaut. Besides her interest in space, Lisa was considered an all-around success. She was a Girl Scout, was a member of a prestigious French honor society, competed on the math team, played field hockey, competed in track and field, was on the student council, was named Student Athlete of the Year, and to top it all off, she graduated as co-valedictorian. The hard work all seemed to pay off, and during her final year of school, Lisa was accepted into Brown University and by the U.S. Naval Academy. Though her parents thought Brown was the better choice, she opted to join the Academy in hopes that it gave her a better chance of achieving her goal of becoming an astronaut. Arriving in Annapolis in 1976, Lisa became one of the few female cadets in the incredibly male-dominated academy, a place where they were harassed quite often and even told by one of the professors that he didn't believe women belonged there. Despite the hardships, Lisa graduated in May of 1985 with a Bachelor of Science in Aeronautical Engineering and was commissioned as an ensign in the U.S. Navy. Her very first assignment was at the Johnson Space Center, where she worked as the aerospace engineer at its branch at the Ellington Air Force Base. By December of that same year, she received orders to report to the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida, for flight training, which, in a time where, by law, women were banned from most of the jobs within the Navy, regardless of their ability, was a major achievement for not just Lisa, but women serving as a whole. A qualified Naval flight officer by June of 1987... Lisa continued to excel and push barriers at work, while also finding success in her personal life as well. On April 6, 1988, she married an Annapolis classmate, Richard T. Nowak, and shortly thereafter, she qualified as a mission commander and electronic warfare lead. Not slowing down for one second, in 1990, Lisa entered the U.S. Naval Postgraduate School in California, where she got both her Master's of Science in Aeronautical Engineering and a degree in Aeronautical and Astronomical Engineering in September of 1992. That's the same year that she gave birth to her son 
and was transferred to the restricted line as an aerospace engineering duty officer. She was then selected to attend the U.S. Navy Test Pilot School in Maryland, getting accepted after applying six times. And after graduating in June of 1994, she became an aircraft systems project officer. After all of this and more than 1,500 logged flight time in more than 30 different aircrafts and a number of awards, when NASA announced that it was selecting a new group of astronauts in June of 1995, Lisa knew that all that she did, all that she accomplished, was finally going to pay off. Her dream in reach, Lisa Nowak became one of the 2,400 applicants that NASA received that year. In early 1996, she was informed that she was one of 150 top finalists, deemed highly qualified, and was asked to report to Johnson Space Center for a week of interviews, medical evaluations, and orientation. On May 1st, 1996, NASA publicly announced the names of the 10 pilots and 25 mission specialist candidates, and Lisa Nowak was on the list. Getting the chance of a lifetime Lisa moved her family to Texas, where they built a home in Clear Lake City. Her husband left active duty in 1998, though he continued to fly with the Naval Reserve, and found a job as a space communications contractor at an aerospace company, as well as at the Johnson Space Center as a flight controller, while his wife actively trained to make the journey into space. Completing her training in August of 1998, in early 2001, Lisa found out that she was pregnant with twins. Working a number of jobs at the center and specializing in the operation of the space shuttle's robotic arm, Lisa worked as a primary communicator during the STS-100 mission in April of 2001, when the crew of the space shuttle Endeavour installed a robot arm to the International Space Center. That October, she gave birth to her daughters, and she and her husband alternated their schedules so that the children always had a parent home but neither compromised the work that they were doing. This all worked really well until Richard was recalled to active duty in 2002 during Operation Enduring Freedom. Effectively left as a single mother of three, Lisa did her best to remain a dedicated wife and mother while trying not to compromise her lifelong dream. Three years after the 2003 Columbia shuttle explosion, which deeply affected Lisa and saw the loss of one of her best friends, Laurel Clark, and three former classmates, Lisa Nowak finally went on her first mission aboard the shuttle Discovery as the mission flight engineer. Spending nearly two weeks in space, every single thing she did and every accomplishment she achieved had finally paid off. But despite those successes and barriers she was able to push down, it's not her career as an astronaut that made her a household name. No, Lisa Nowak will, instead, forever be known for an affair and one very dangerous decision. In January of 2004, Lisa participated in an 11-day cold-weather survival training course in Canada with fellow NASA astronauts. One of those participants was a man named William Ophelane. The pair knew each other for quite some time, but it was after they returned from this most recent training that they engaged in an extramarital affair. Trying their best to keep the whole thing concealed, lest they both be charged with conduct on becoming an officer and a gentleman as Navy officers, William's wife eventually found some emails between the pair 
and filed for divorce in February of 2005. Finalizing it in May of that year, William moved into an apartment and gave Lisa a key. Soon becoming a familiar sight at the complex, not too much is known about this relationship, except for the fact that it took place while Lisa was very much so still married to Richard Nowak. Though William would later describe it as, quote, more than a working relationship, but less than a romantic relationship, the 19-year marriage between Lisa and Richard came crumbling down in January of 2007, which was just a little bit after William Ophelaine began a relationship with 30-year-old U.S. Air Force Captain Colleen Shipman. Telling Lisa about the relationship with Colleen after he noticed its intensity growing, William later said that he thought she took it really well and that the pair could remain good friends. They continued to train for the MS-150, a charity bike race, and still worked within the same circles. Unfortunately, this was also around the same time that NASA announced another woman, Stephanie Wilson, had been chosen as the mission specialist for the STS-120 mission, an assignment that Lisa had hoped would be hers. According to the sources, Stephanie was chosen because she was a, quote, team player and well-deserving. Lisa Nowak, apparently, was not. So over the course of just a few weeks, Lisa had ended her marriage, had her relationship with William ended for her, and lost out on a job that she really wanted at work. And on top of all of this, Colleen Shipman had grown uncomfortable with William's friendship and asked him to remove Lisa's bike, which she kept at his place while they continued to train for the race. Things were falling apart in Lisa's life, and for some reason, she focused all her bubbling anger on the woman who ended her affair. Allegedly going through William's computer and finding his romantic emails with Colleen Shipman, Lisa found out who exactly had stolen William from her. Also discovering the woman's travel plans, she began the 900-mile journey to confront the object of her fury. In the early morning hours of February 5th, 2007, Lisa Nowak arrived at the Orlando International Airport after making a 14-hour, 900-mile journey from Houston. According to the New York Times, she was armed with a steel mallet, a BB gun, a 4-inch knife, and some large trash bags. But for some reason, the only detail that seemed to attract the public's attention was a police report that later detailed how Lisa, in order to save time and avoid pit stops, carried and used diapers. Colleen, who later said that she became aware that she was being followed as she made her way to the airport's satellite parking area, got into her car and, all of a sudden, heard footsteps quickly approaching her door. Locking it just in time, Lisa, wearing a dark wig, sunglasses, and a trench coat, smacked the window and pulled on the handle asking for a ride. She then began crying, and Colleen, possibly taking pity on the woman, rolled the window down just a few inches and was met with a blast of pepper spray. Thinking quickly, Colleen drove out of the parking lot and up to a booth where she was able to call the local police. At this point, several Orlando Police Department Airport Division officers had arrived at the scene and saw Lisa Nowak throwing a bag into the trash at a parking shuttle bus stop. She was then arrested and charged with attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence. 
Though she claimed at the time of her arrest that her intentions were only to confront Colleen Shipman about her relationship with William, prosecutors allege that she had a well-thought-out and carefully considered plan to harm her ex-lover's new girlfriend and push to charge her with attempted murder and kidnapping. While police and lawyers made their next steps, Lisa's life and statement about the diapers became fodder for talk show monologues and media reports. Though the story was later denied by her attorney, it became the only thing that many remember about Lisa Nowak. Almost as if all her accomplishments prior to her horrible decision to hunt down Colleen Shipman were completely erased. Many tried to understand how this successful woman seemed to snap, and for those who knew Lisa well, they pointed to that Columbia shuttle disaster that saw the death of her close friend. Others pointed the finger at NASA, who only gave Lisa psychological tests back in 1996 with no follow-ups, and claimed that even if she did notice a downward shift in her own mental state, she would have avoided reporting it or getting help out of fear that she would lose her dream job. There were also some who claimed that her 2006 space flight might have triggered something dark within Lisa Nowak, who knew, with so many others waiting in the wings, that this was likely her only trip into space. Regardless of the why, Lisa, who was originally charged with attempted murder and kidnapping, was now charged with attempted kidnapping and burglary with assault, making her the first active-duty astronaut to face felony charges. Lisa Nowak was let go from NASA, William Ophelane was released by the agency in June of 2007, and an annual psychological screening was implemented for all astronauts. As her trial date approached, Lisa's legal counsel filed paperwork for an insanity plea, claiming she suffered from OCD, insomnia, and depression. Then came a ruling that Lisa had not been fully advised of her rights, and therefore, the police interview she gave was no longer admissible in court, while Colleen Shipman, claiming Lisa had every intention on killing her, asked the judge to give her attacker jail time. Noting that this was her first ever offense, when Lisa Nowak pleaded guilty, the judge gave her a year probation, community service, and directed her to write Colleen a letter of apology. She later gave a public statement in which she said, I know this has also been very hard for Colleen Shipman, and I would like her to know how very sorry I am for having frightened her in any way and about the subsequent public harassment that has followed all of us. Following her arrest, Lisa was ordered to stop all contact with William. She and her husband officially divorced in 2008, and in 2010, Colleen and William married and moved to Alaska. Colleen, now a novelist, says she still suffers from anxiety and is always looking over her shoulder. Lisa Nowak, after being discharged from both NASA and the Navy, began working in the private sector. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 6th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.